What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Ethos Sixers podcast. I'm your host, Adam Sherman, and before we hop into all the exciting news surrounding the hottest team in the NBA, I just wanted to take a quick second to tell everyone to go follow the Ethos Fantasy BK page on Twitter. It's the most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on the planet. Get all your NBA news, including news about your Sixers, in one Twitter feed. Not only is it the fastest source, but it's the most reliable and provides analysis as well. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Make sure you guys go slide a follow real quick. And now, let's hop in to the hottest team in the NBA. 15 out of their last 18 games resulted in wins. And the Philadelphia 76ers are absolutely rolling behind MVP Joel Embiid, breakout star Tyrese Maxey, and Tobias Harris, who has been getting some revenge for the start of the season as of late. So, obviously, the Sixers, as I mentioned, 15 of their last 18 games won. They have been on an absolute scorcher. They are .5 games out of first in the East, behind just the Bulls and the Heat, who both have looked good, but definitely beatable. Um, Joel Embiid, a huge part of that, as I mentioned. The MVP going absolutely crazy in this run this season, the last couple of weeks. Uh, Last month in January, Joel averaged 34 points a game, 10.8 boards, and 5.1 assists all in just 32 minutes per game. And for those of you who aren't that great at math, that means he's averaging more points than minutes per game. Absolute insanity. Joel Embiid has been putting on a masterclass in the post, on the perimeter, ball handling, wherever you want on the court. Joel Embiid has been doing it all. And right now, he looks like the clear MVP favorite. Uh, I would really say it's the battle of the bigs at this point between Embiid and Jokic, who's also looked phenomenal. Sixers do have a better record and have looked like the better team. Embiid has looked like the more dominant player, helping his team win more games, which uh, in my criteria means that Joel would currently be the MVP favorite. And, you know, you can rattle off the stats. You can do whatever you want to prove how great Joel Embiid has been. But I just want to take a couple minutes and just look at what he's been able to do on the court with no stats or anything. Just go through the impact player he's been. Uh, highlight some of his incredible things he's been doing on the court. And I want to actually start that on the defensive end. When you look at Joel Embiid, one of the most skilled big men probably in NBA history, uh, he has the jump shot, he has the post moves, he has the whatever you want. But on defense, he's been absolutely holding it down. Uh, when he really puts that effort in, especially late in games, he locks down that paint, uh, wins a lot of big games for us uh, down the stretch. Uh, Really, really good defense on bigs, but also really good defense on guards, on the perimeter. Wherever you need him to go step up, Joel Embiid is really stepping up in a big way. You can see on chase down blocks, on little guards at the end of games, uh, Joel Embiid just goes up, gets crazy blocks. We saw it on DeMar DeRozan earlier this year. We saw it on Cole Anthony late in the game versus the Magic. We've seen it all throughout the year. Joel Embiid's effort and intensity at the end of games has been incredible on both ends of the court. Um, There is sometimes a little bit of a lack of effort throughout games, especially against subpar teams. We saw against New Orleans and Hernan Gomez. We saw against the Magic and Bamba, although I wouldn't really fault Embiid because it was all coming from the three-point line. But we can see a lot of bigs, especially in first halves, have some big offensive first halves because Joel looks like he's conserving his energy a little bit for the second half. This does seem like a little bit of a problem. However, I'll give him a little bit of credit because... Uh, the Sixers have won 15 of their last 18, have been a really good second half team, which is really rare to say for the Sixers. And all right, uh, cover the defensive end a little bit, but let's just get right down to offense. Joel Embiid is an absolute maestro. Uh, drawing fouls has been absolutely ridiculous this season. Obviously, that's been one of his strengths through his whole career. But this season, we've taken him, take it really to another level. Uh, 
from the free throw line. He's been knocking down a ton of his shots. Uh, he's been getting to the line a ridiculous amount for any player, looking like James Harden in his MVP season. And it's uh, a lot of complaints from other teams' fan bases that, you know, oh, he just scores all free throws. Refs love him. Uh, Joel earns those fouls, and I say it a lot, and I'm saying it right now. Joel gets in the paint. He forces his defender to commit to something because if they're not going to commit, he's going to hit the jump shot in your face. Even if they do commit, he'll hit that fadeaway in your face, which a lot of times leads to him getting fouled on jumpers. Uh, it can lead to his pump fakes. Defenders bite like crazy. Joel can either scoot past them or draw the foul that way. And Joel draws a ton of legit fouls, a huge reason why he is the second leading scorer per game in the NBA, only behind Kevin Durant who's missing an extended period of time at the moment. And Joel Embiid, I would say, is the best scorer in the National Basketball Association at the moment. Hard to debate that. Uh, We could talk more and more and more about Joel's greatness, but I want to move on to another guy who arguably, I wouldn't say more impressive, but for the expectation coming into the season, Tyrese Maxey has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Okay, every episode I'll say, look, he's filling it for Simmons, doing a great job, whatever. At this point, we've moved past that. We've moved past the, he's great for a replacement. He's great for a second year player. Now he's simply just great. He looks like a star uh, doesn't matter the age, which, I mean, let's face it, he is in his second year. He is doing all this with this little experience, so that obviously is going to add to your perspective of it. But when a guy like Tyrese Maxey is expanding his game in the middle of a season, it is absolutely ridiculous. You look at his last six games um, with his assist numbers just absolutely skyrocketing from the start of the season. Uh, 7, 7, 10, 5, 6, and 8, uh, as opposed to just 13 turnovers in that span. Uh, that is a 3.3 to 1 turnover or assist to turnover ratio. And for a second year guard who's had trouble with playmaking, really been a slasher, uh, attacks the basket, that is really, really good. Uh, really obviously working that two man game with Embiid. But he finds his teammates, whoever it is, really good connections with Andre Drummond, uh, finds some teeth thigh blown cuts as Joel Embiid has been doing all season to a ridiculous extent. Uh, yeah, Tyrese Maxey has just looked incredible, takes over some games late in the stretch. That little burst of speed he has always seems to work. Uh, you've heard Kate Scott call it on the broadcast. Uh, she says he has that little speed boost whenever he does that move, and you can, you can just see the explosiveness from that first step. I don't think there's a single player in the NBA that can guard it, and if there is, it is Matisse Thybul, and he is on the 76ers, luckily for us. Um, and to cap off this incredible stretch, we're going to talk about... Uh, Tyrese Maxey's uh, ridiculous game in Memphis, or sorry, in Philadelphia against Memphis, squaring up against all-star starter John Morant, and the Sixers won that game in overtime. Sounds impressive. Guess what? No Joel Embiid. More impressive, Tyrese Maxey finishes with 33 points and 8 assists, 13 for 23 from the field, 4 blocks, which was a career high. Him and Ja were going at it all day. Credit to Ja, 37-5-5. Did miss a huge free throw to put them up one at the end of regulation. Um, At the end of the day, Zaire Williams missed a big three in the corner. Matisse Thybul made an incredible save. Pushed it up the court to Maxi to close the game out ultimately after Maxi had the game-winning bucket. Um, Honestly, I would like to say this was the game of the year for the Sixers. Obviously, more dominant wins against better teams have happened. Uh, the Miami Heat game is one that comes to mind instantly. But showing what all the players not named Joel Embiid can do on the court together is so promising for a team missing their uh, all-star, I guess. Um, yeah, a team missing that caliber of a player from their team. And seeing guys like Maxi and Tobias Harris, who had 
31 in this game. Step up is just absolutely awesome to see. This team effort was ridiculous. Matisse Dybul all over the court, although John Morant and Desmond Bain both had big games. Matisse's defense still looked legit. And going away from this game for a minute because I brought up Matisse, um, I had the pleasure of going to the Lakers game. Unfortunately, no LeBron. Uh, I say unfortunately because I would like to see LeBron play. But fortunately, because the Sixers took care of business big time in that one. And the reason I bring it up is because Matisse Dybul had one of the best games of his career in that game. Uh, four steals. I think they didn't credit him with the fifth that I think he may should have been credited for. He had a ridiculous steal at half court. Uh, jumps up to the roof. A huge uh, steal. Looks up the court to Maxi, which is another testament to his awareness on the court. Um Look at Matisse this season. He has the lowest three-point percentage allowed of all players, averaging 1.8 steals and 1.1 blocks per game. Ridiculous numbers. Um, You can see he's finishing more regularly around the rim, making good cuts. Joel finds him. Maxi finds him. Uh, Even Seth Curry starts to find him. Andre Drummond has his one assist per game. Sixers fans know what I'm talking about, where he gets that little spin pass into the lane for the guard cutting. Always ends in a really nice highlight. Um, and yeah, Matisse overall looks like a very, uh, smart basketball player, which I really didn't think I'd be saying. He really looks like he's developed as sort of this veteran. I mean, he still has that explosiveness, that speed, that awareness, that, uh, defensive tenacity that he's always had, but he looks a little more comfortable in the court and looks a little more reserved aside from when he's making those highlight plays on defense, which is what we've always wanted to see from Matisse. And it's really cool to see how he's been playing and how he's been meshing with guys like Tyrese, Joel, and Tobias. Um, another guy that's really emerged onto the scene, which shocks me, is Danny Green since he's been back. I really expected Danny to fall out of the rotation or if not, play very limited minutes. Danny Green been super efficient in his last three games. Uh, he's had a total of eight threes, had eight, 11, and nine points respectively in these games. Some big shots down the stretch in both of these games. In the Memphis game, hit a huge three from the wing. Uh, hit some nice shots to put away the Lakers and his revenge game. And if Danny Green could continue to fill this role for the Sixers, I think there's no problem keeping him around as a backup two or three. Um, Isaiah Joe obviously can provide similar um Things that Danny can provide, but Danny's got that veteran presence. Maybe be a a little bit more reliable. But Isaiah Joe, don't get me wrong, I would like to see him get some minutes too. But I don't mind having Danny around if he's playing like this. Um, Another guy that always seems to come up in conversation is Andre Drummond. Obviously, Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid and needs his minutes. Andre Drummond off the bench, I honestly say he's been a little bit disappointing as of late. He has been getting those rebounds. Can't really put the ball in the basket. Rim protection's been pretty decent. But what he did against Memphis was absolutely absurd, showing why he was an all-star previously. 16 points, 23 rebounds. Yes, 23 rebounds. Five assists, two steals, and three blocks. Locking down the paint, um, aside from when Ja will make his ridiculous acrobatic finishes over the head, whatever he did. Andre Drummond showing why he's valuable to this team and what he can bring. Um, Joel Embiid, obviously incredible. Really don't want anything to happen to him, but God forbid it does. Andre Drummond is there and looks like a solid way to fill that role. One problem I think the Sixers do still have, though, is that third-string center. When Joel is out, they were playing Charles Bassey a lot against Memphis. Didn't seem to go too well. Bassey looks like he could have some potential as an athletic guy with a lot of energy. I mentioned earlier in the season he was honestly looking a little bit better than Dre. But as of late, Andre Drummond has proven why he is so much better. Um, Charles Bassey looks very uncomfortable finishing inside. uh, Very undisciplined uh, around the rim. A lot of fouls and a lot of uh, missed opportunities for stops. 
uh, saw one fast break where he turned the ball over on Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson on the break and uh, Bassey jumps out at him, allowing him to finish easily with the foul. So I think a little bit more coaching might be needed at an NBA level for Bassey. Maybe some G League experience could help him. But I think maybe bringing in a very cheap center from free agency or for a late second round pick, whatever they might do, could be very helpful just in case Joel does end up missing some more games. And the last guy I wanted to cover real quick, Seth Curry, back from his ankle injury, uh, looking a little bit rusty, eight points and nine points in his return. But he is putting up some solid assist numbers, and I'm really not worried about Seth. I think he'll bounce back in a couple games and be totally fine. So that's really it for the actual current roster. And now everyone's favorite subject, or I should say a lot of people's favorite subject, looking ahead to the trade deadline. And before we do this, once again, I would just like to give a quick shout out to our partner here at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. You guys can go prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ethos at sign up for an 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100 plus either two to four free game tickets to play. Pick player props in the biggest names every night, score points when props hit, and players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. If you went with Tyrese Maxey or Tobias Harris against Memphis, probably won a lot of money, and make sure to check that out. And while you're at it, check out the Sports Ethos DFS team and pod for advice. Really great group, do a great job every night. Again, the code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. Make sure to check them out. And let's get really quick to the updated rumors on he who shall not be named, uh, although I'm going to name him Ben Simmons. Uh, Camp seems to be getting a little bit frustrated. I think it's with the Sixers' success. They did not see the Sixers being the best team in the East without him. I think it's a little frustrating for him sitting out thinking he might make a little bit more of an impact on the team than he really did. Tyrese Maxey come in doing arguably better than what he did. Uh, it might be a little bit of a stretch considering he was an all-star. But, you know, his camp comes out uh, after the Memphis game, says that Ben was upset because Joel blamed him for the playoff series loss versus Atlanta when he didn't blame Joel for Toronto. And right away, it's just ridiculous. Uh, ben would have no right to blame Joel for the Toronto series loss. Uh Joel Embiid uh, played better than him in that series, uh, though he may have had a little bit of problems offensively. What Joel did was a lot more impactful than Ben. Ben could have made more of an impact once again, and Joel absolutely played his butt off in the Atlanta series while Ben sat there and refused to score points in the fourth quarter. That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't feel like I have to go too far into how ridiculous that statement was from Ben. Uh, Once again, just really annoying making Sixers fans and Joel Embiid's supporters hate him even more, and I guess those two go hand-in-hand, Sixers fans and Joel Embiid supporters. Um, And moving on on that note, we're going to talk a little bit about the trade rumors. Apparently, the Sacramento Kings have dropped out in their pursuit of Simmons. seemed like Maury was really pushing uh, exactly what he wanted, and it didn't work out. I think it's okay. I mentioned last time, uh, off-season rumors for Simmons are beginning to heat up a little more, especially for that of the bearded one, James Harden. Uh, James Harden seems a little frustrated with Brooklyn. Uh, when Kyrie's on your team, it can be a little frustrating, I suppose. Uh, Kevin Durant injured, but I don't see how that's frustrating to play against. They don't really have a ton of support outside of those guys, a lot of veterans that didn't work out. So if James Harden wants to leave, I think the Sixers will welcome him with very open arms. Um, with that said, I don't think the Sixers are at this point willing to give up any other building blocks being obviously Joel Tobias, Tyrese, or Matisse. I think these are all guys here for the long haul. Um, Tobias was a little bit questionable. 
as he was on a huge slump, looking like he might not be the best fit on this team. Tobias, once his name turned uh, into some trade rumors, he's really been ramping up his level of play, and it's been awesome to see. So I think Tobias will most likely be staying on the Sixers, and I am personally very excited for it. His shooting's been better, his percentages have been up, his aggressiveness has been up, and all around Tobias Harris has looked like a better player that I'd be very happy to have on a Sixers team contending for a championship. Um, some potential new targets that have opened up. I think the big name uh, is Spencer Dinwiddie. Apparently the Wizards already seemingly ready to let him go. He seems not to be his old self. Players are getting frustrated with him. And if they're willing to let him go for a somewhat low asking price, uh, I think the Sixers should jump all over that. Uh, pure backup point guard in this league. I feel like I don't know if the Sixers necessarily have it. Shake Milton's been out a ton of time, and even when he's in, he's very inefficient. I don't know what the rotation would look like. Would Dinwiddie start? Would would they move Tyrese to the one or Tyrese to the two and Dinwiddie to the one or vice versa? I feel like that might not be uh, very rational with the size of having Dinwiddie, Seth, and Maxi. Although Dinwiddie is, I believe, around six five. I guess he could run the three. Uh, either way, he could be valuable off the Sixers bench and someone that could definitely help make a playoff run. Uh, obviously, a really good scorer when he's when he's on. A uh, good playmaker, a big guard, as I mentioned, and I think he could be a very useful piece for the Sixers. Other guys the Sixers were looking into uh, from the Pacers were Karis LeVert. Well, I shouldn't say looking into, but guys the Sixers could look into. Uh, supposedly wanting two firsts and more for LeVert. That's a big asking price for a guy who can't stay healthy, getting up there in age, and I think the Sixers might just want to avoid that one altogether. So... Yeah, overall, I think that the market has decreased a little bit for Ben. There was that little period of time. A lot of rumors were swirling. Looked like Ben was going to move, but at this point, you really don't know. Apparently, Ben and his camp will meet with the Sixers if they don't deal him. I am assuming they will not have nice things to say. But whatever that may be, I really think that the big answer for this team, as I keep saying, is to bring in pieces without moving any other big pieces, uh, Ben Simmons not included, in that description move Ben at will but any other piece I think should stay on the Sixers if they can bring in some other guys for cheap prices or they can find a good deal for Ben that's really what we need at this point in the season any help for Joel and the guys to make that playoff push would be uh, really crucial and I think the Sixers do have a legit shot this year after seeing this stretch they look like they can beat just about any team in the league that theory will be proven in this upcoming stretch of games in February they got Chicago they got Phoenix Cleveland, Celtics, Bucks, Timberwolves. So a lot of good clubs that uh, the Sixers can prove their strength against with a couple of really nice wins. Uh, really excited to see how they manage that. And really quickly before we sign off, I just wanted to remind all of you to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. Also, check out our pals over at mybookie.ag and use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses. Thank you guys so much for listening. It has been an absolute blast to watch this Sixers team over the last month or so. We are witnessing history with what Joel Embiid has been doing. Uh, Tyrese Maxey has absolutely lit up the city, uh, as well as Matisse Thybul. Tobias Harris getting back on track, getting the fans back on his side. And I've really loved Sixers basketball and the culture. So I really hope the guys can keep this rolling. And as always, keep trusting the process.